0: Interesting thing, because normally I I don't find myself sitting in church on New Year's Eve, because New Year's Eve falls on some other night of the week, I guess that's why, Uh, but but it's kind of fun, again, just to think about being together, worshiping God together on New Year's Eve is kind of fun, but as I was thinking about this, thinking about New Year's Eve, obviously the first thing that comes to mind is the New Year's resolutions, right? Many New Year's resolutions, and, and so, you know, you have your typical ones, you know, just we watched that video on financial peace, right? I'm going to get my money in order this year. I'm going to get my health in order. I'm going to lose weight. All those things, right? There, there's the, there's the, the regular ones. Well, as I was kind of looking at New Year's resolutions, I found some fun ones. So here's, here's a couple that piqued my interest, I thought, were were some good ones. So the first one I found was, was New Year's resolutions to buy a new scale because my old one keeps giving the same numbers. Uh, another one, I resolved to eat less bacon, and since less is more, I will eat more bacon. I'm going to get healthy, so first I'm going to eat all the junk food so I'm not tempted later. I will write LOL if I actually laughed out loud. And, and finally, I'm going to stop making promises I can't keep, hence my resolution of I guess I can't keep that one either, so never mind. So again, with all that, so uh, New Year's resolutions, we, we typically do them when people talk about them, uh, you may even tonight, if you're interacting with them, they may be asking, what's your resolution this year? What's your New Year's resolution? Well, well what I learned is that over half of all Americans make a New Year's resolution. So uh, 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 a surprisingly large number of people make resolutions, but out of that only 8% of people keep their New Year's resolutions. Which means that in a room about this size, four or five of you kept your New Year's resolutions from last year. So we just, we just don't. We make resolutions, but we don't keep them. Right? And researchers said, because again, we need to research everything. We need to study this stuff, right? That the main reason that people don't keep their is one is because they don't have a clear plan. They don't have a clear plan of how And secondly, it's unsustainable. Their goals are unsustainable. They start off January with a great plan. And and again, it goes, well, I guess I can't say this. 2017 hasn't quite started yet, but from everything I've heard about it, there's still only going to be 24 hours in a day, much like there were this year. And so if I'm just going to add some new things to my life, um, unless I lose some things, those things are just gonna eventually. Something's got to give. Right? Unless you spent half of 2016 just sitting around doing nothing, then maybe you can get by doing some things. All right? Just as just as we re- recap some of those resolution fails, right? People don't start new plan. We're gonna do some new good things this year. And so we're going to do that, right? We're going to start this new year great. We're going to change everything. All right? Well, if you're one of those Americans who don't like to make New Year's resolutions, you're in luck tonight. Um, because I'm not going to ask or force you to make a New Year's resolution. I'm not going to be asking you to, to tell me all the things that you're going to change. Um, what I am going to do is I'm going to do the opposite of that. Because there are only 24 hours in a day, um, I'm going to be inviting you later on to, to think about what are the things that you're going to get rid of in your life, right? The, the, the sermon title for tonight is less, less, less. So what are, what are the things that we're going to lose this year, all right? So if you look in your bulletin, and it's up here on the screen, there's the, that phone number there. Um, towards the end of the sermon, and I'll explain as we get to it, we're, we're going to invite you as part. This commitment. Take three. All right. We're going to keep doing this. This is fun. This is part of the New Year's fun. You know, New Year's Eve, we're going to, every 10 minutes, we're going to change mics. All right. So, that phone number, we're going to invite you to to actually text your commitment to that number. All right. And during that commitment time, that, that number will go to a little track phone sitting back there in the tech booth, and then they'll take that. And they'll throw them up on the screen. They'll throw some of them up on the screen. Uh, and the reason we're doing that is, is twofold. One, even though it'll be anonymous, uh, the act of sharing your commitment with others is always a helpful thing of, of cementing that. Is This is something I'm going to do. And secondly, as we share the things that we're going to try to do, uh, maybe those can be things that inspire or encourage other people with ideas of what they can be doing. All right, and so we'll explain more of that. But I guess this is early permission to go ahead and pull your phones out. Um, you can text in church tonight. It'll be good. Um, as long as it's only to that number. Not just kidding. All right. So um, I do, again, outside of this moment, also, I also would encourage you to share these commitments with people who are close to you, whether it's, whether it's, your, whether it's your spouse or whether it's your family or, or small group or uh, parent, child, whatever it is. Share those with people so that we can hold one another accountable as we pursue Christ in this new year. So, over the past month, we've spent a lot of time going through this series, right? More, more, more. Pastor Matt's been preaching through and and kind of having fun with that idea of what are the things that we need in our life? What are the things that we should have in our life? And if you watch the Christmas message from last week, uh, he shared a list of five things that we can be doing as we uh, pursue our relationship with Christ, as we grow in our relationship with Christ. And yes, those are all really, really good things, and we want to do those things. But in typical human fashion, we, again, I do this all the time, I screw things up. I mess up, and, and, and I, I take the priority off of, of what's supposed to be there and, and make it on the things I'm doing and, and get things all out of whack. And we miss the point. And so today as we talk about less, 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 it's because we're starting a new year, and, and as we think about what lies ahead and the thing, the new things, new ideas, new Goals, new agendas, new things that we want to do this year. We want to focus uh, ourselves in the right direction. And so I want us to focus ourselves on the things that matter. And it's the thing that oftentimes we gloss over in our walk with Jesus. And so this this message tonight, less, 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 is not a contradiction of what Matt's been saying with more and more and more. It's really just an attempt to playfully draw our focus to what matters as we start this new year. And so as we begin this new year, I want to invite you to join with me as we take a stroll through God's Word. And I want to draw your attention to a theme that just runs throughout God's Word. And so as we're going to do that tonight, I want to just invite you, would you, would you just join with me as we pray and ask God to teach us tonight. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You uh, for the privilege we have of, of being known by you and having your word to teach us. Father, we just pray for our time together tonight as, as we uh, read your word, as we, uh, as we spend time together. God, we pray that you would teach us tonight, that we would hear from you and we would understand you in a whole new way. We ask this in your name. Amen. Alright, so since it's New Year's Eve and, and we're, we're pulling out all the stops, switching mics on you, doing all this fun stuff, we're, we're going to switch things around a little bit more and we're going to start off tonight right off the bat with the, the main point. Hey, the big idea that you want, or that we want you to understand from God's Word. And, and the, the main point, the big idea is that God wants us to be with Him. That's it. That, that's the big idea. God wants us to be with Him. God's word from beginning to end is all about the God of the universe pursuing us for this reason, that we would be with him. Think about that. The God of all the universe, the God who created everything, wants you to be with him. That's mind blowing. Right? Think about that. That, 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 me and my kids were just, for Christmas, t- Toby bought this, like, solar system stickers thing that we put all over his, his ceilings. So we were putting them on. He decided to use the, the light in his room as the sun, so sort everything's of orbiting around the light, right? Very awesome, right? So we But we're looking through it and we're just kind of getting a grasp. And this is a good old school one, so Pluto's still a planet in this little set that he got. So I was quite happy about that. So, but we look at it and just look at how small we are in comparison to our solar system. And the God who created all of that wants us to be with him. Right, and so as we, we're going to read uh, our way through Scripture tonight. We're going to walk through the Bible. And we're going to fly through it. and We're, we're going to be turning a lot. So I'm going to try to give you page numbers so you can turn along with me. You don't have to follow everything. But um, we're going to fly through it. I want you to see this point coming out again and again and again. That God wants us to be with him. Alright, so we're going to start right at the beginning. In Genesis, we see God create everything, right? With a word, he speaks everything into being. But then he makes Adam and Eve, and and as you read through the creation story, when God makes Adam and Eve, things change up a little bit, right? Because all the rest of creation, he just speaks and it is. But then God gets his hands dirty and he forms the earth to make Adam. He breathes into him the breath of life. And then with Eve, God actually makes Adam go to sleep, takes out her rib and forms Eve for Adam and he makes them. Right? And then we see God in that short little time in the garden, God being with Adam and Eve, speaking with them, coming down to walk with them in the garden. That was God's design from the beginning, that God would be with his creation, that God would be with man. But then sin enters the world, right? Adam and Eve screw things up. Sin enters the world. And so then there's this separation. And we learn in Romans that God is holy and perfect and cannot be with sin. And so Adam and Eve are banished from the garden and that relationship is broken. Romans 5 says that Adam's sin brought death into the world and death spread to all mankind because we all sin. Right? And that's... Sorry to start the night off this way, right? it started good, right creation's good, then sin comes in. things are bad, but we 'll we'll keep going here. Right, jump ahead a little bit to Abraham right Abraham just a guy living out his life, and all of a sudden God comes and talks to him, and God calls him out of his homeland and says, "Come, follow me, and, and sends him on a, a crazy journey uh, to an unknown place, and God starts this relationship with Abraham and uh, and he makes a covenant with Abraham. And we see it in Genesis chapter 17. And God tells Abraham, he says, I will be your God and the God of your descendants after you. God, even though there's this break in relationship because of sin, God pursues mankind. He picks out Abraham and he makes a covenant with him. He makes a promise with him. And we follow the family along through Isaac and Jacob. And into Egypt, and then miraculously out of Egypt. And again, we continue to see God pursuing His people. God wanting to be in relationship with His people. And then with Moses in charge, God gives His law to Moses. And you can read through the entire law if you want to, and you can go through uh, Exodus and Leviticus and read all the details of the law. But listen to how the, the... The law is wrapped up right towards the end is the law is concluding. God's giving all the details of the law. He says this in Exodus chapter 29, verses 45 and 46, which is on page 30 of your chair Bible. He says, then I will live among the people of Israel and I will be their God and they will know that I am the Lord, their God. I am the one who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I could live among them. I am the Lord, their God. God states it right there. He said, I, the reason he brought the people out of Egypt, the reason he gave them laws so that they could become holy and so that he could live among them. He could be among his people. He could be with them. He says it again in Leviticus. as You read through the law in Leviticus in, in chapter 26, 12. Same thing. That the, the purpose of this law is so that the people will be holy and that God will make his home among his people. We follow the story of the nation of Israel. And the theme is repeated again and again through the judges and the kings. And even as the nation starts to walk away from God and starts to to do other things, follow other gods, God sent his prophets to send that same message. Turn back to God. That he will live among you. That he will be your God and you will be his people. Jeremiah 31 both at the beginning, verse 1 and verse 33 of that same chapter, says the same thing. In those days, I will, I will give them a new heart and I will be their God and they will be my people and I will dwell among them. God's pursuit of us intensifies as we get into the New Testament. That is what we just celebrated in the past week. Right, That God came to earth. God had set up... The the law and he had created this way to, to be with his people and pursue his people and then it, it culminates with Jesus coming to earth as a baby. John chapter one verse fourteen says this: So the Word became human and made his home among us. God left heaven to come to earth and dwell with us. In the verse that, that you've probably heard a few times in the past couple of weeks, Isaiah seven fourteen says, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God came to be with us. This is what our faith hinges around, right? This is why we follow Jesus, is because we have a God who has never stopped pursuing us. And in the face of of, of sin, uh, uh, something that would separate us permanently from God, He stepped in. He came to earth to be with us. Our faith is this, not that we ever did enough or had enough or knew the right things, but that God pursued us and His pursuit led Him to the cross. And I love the way that Paul writes this in Colossians chapter 1. Verses 19 through 22. This is page 902 of your chair Bible. But He says this, For God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through Him God reconciled everything to Himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you who were once far away from God. You were His enemies, separated from Him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. And you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Through his perfect sacrifice on the cross, God made us holy. God made us without fault so that we could be with him. God's pursuit came all the way to that point where he gave his only son to stand in our place. To pay the the debt that we couldn't pay so that he could be with us. And it doesn't just stop there. God's pursuit of us continues for eternity. If you look to the very end of the story, Revelations 21 verses 3 and 4. And, and this is as, at the very end of the, the Bible, as, as you see hev- the new heaven. And the, John has this vision of what heaven will be like. And as heaven's descending, he hears this loud shout. I heard the loud shout from the throne, saying, "Look, God's home is now among His people. He will live with them, and they will be His people. God Himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death, or sorrow, or crying, or pain. All these things." are gone forever. The whole point of the Bible, the whole story we get, is that God wants us to be with Him and He has been in pursuit of us from the moment He created us. And His desire is for us to be with Him forever. Now this is this is a, a truth that is so important for us to know. But this isn't just a doctrine that, that we... That we need to understand. This isn't just something we need to know. This is a truth that we need to experience. As followers of Jesus. Of people who have said. I believe what God's word has said. I believe that, that I was hopeless because of sin. And I'm putting my hope in what Jesus did on the cross. So that I can be with God. Because he desires to be with me. For reasons I can't explain then this, this is what we need to experience. This needs to be not just something that we know, not just something that we can say and tell people, but something that is a reality of our life. That, we, that God wants to spend time with us, that God wants to be with us, and so we figure out ways to be with Him. I want you to turn with me uh, to, to the Gospel of Luke. And Luke chapter 10, and that's on page 793 of the Chair Bible. Uh, But this specific story, I think, helps us as we wrestle with this. What does it look like for me to be with God, to spend time with God? And it's the story of Mary and Martha. It's a short little story as Jesus visits with his friends. But I think there's a lot in it that we can understand for ourselves as we try to wrestle with how do we spend time with God as we look into this new year. So starting at verse 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, "Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. We need to be able to find what Mary found. Right? Mary was with Jesus in the midst of all the commotion. Of, I, I imagine the, Jesus and all his disciples coming and a big dinner being prepared. That It was probably crazy. It was probably a little bit like my house was last weekend. Right? We had family coming in. It was chaos. Right? And in the midst of that, Mary was with Jesus, sitting, listening to him, spending time with him. I can easily become like Martha. I like doing things. I like getting things done. I like being in the middle of things. I like to serve. But to sit and be with Jesus. How do we do that? It's what's so important. It's it's what, what God wants of us. is to be with us. For us to spend time with Him. And yet, if you're anything like me, you quickly take that into, I've got to get a lot of things done for God. I'm going to, I'm going to keep working for God. I'm going to do all these things. And, and a lot of them are great things, Mar- just like Martha. Serving people, making a great meal, and, and making people feel welcome in her home. I can start to do all those same things just like Martha did. Being very, very busy doing good things. But to sit and be with Jesus. To spend time with Him. That's what He desires of us. Just as if I'm visiting someone, I go on a trip to visit with somebody, and the whole time I'm there with them, they're really, really busy making sure everything's perfect for my stay. They're constantly getting up, getting things, but throughout the whole time I'm there, I never actually get to be with them. Everything was perfect, the meals were great, everything was good, but I never was with them. That's how God feels with us, I think, so often. Because we're so busy trying to get things right, doing everything we can and, and neglect to just sit and be with Jesus. Do we take time to be with him? And, and because this is New Year's Eve and because we're, we're we're kind of naturally in that mindset of looking ahead and and reflecting back and just kind of evaluating things as we begin in New Year. I think this is a perfect time for us to think about. This thought of, of what are the things that get in the way of me doing that? I have great intentions. I've got great plans sometimes. But I, I quickly revert to doing things and getting busy. And things keep getting pushed off. My time with Jesus oftentimes get, gets smashed at the beginning of the day or the end of the day or, or somewhere in between. Just hastily rush through things, right? And it quickly becomes a checkmark of, yep, did that. I, re- I read a little bit. All right? But how's my time with Jesus, to spend with Him? What are the things that get in the way of my time with Him? So remember the resolution fails, right? number One of the reasons that resolutions fail is because there's only 24 hours in a day. Right, so if part of what you're thinking as you look ahead to this New Year is that you want to spend more time with Jesus, then what are the things that are getting in your way? What are the things that you need to do? to cut back on, to get rid of so that you can spend time with Jesus. What are you going to do? Or well, More importantly, what aren't you going to do? So we do want to take some time tonight just, just to give you some time to, to wrestle with that question. What are the things that you aren't going to do? Right? If Jesus wants to spend time with us, he wants us to be with him whether that's time reading His Word, whether it's time in prayer, whether it's time being uh, with His people at church or in a small group or whatever it is, spending time with Him, with His people, then what are the things that get in the way of our ability to do that? What are the things that you can do less of this year so that you can make time for the things that really matter? And these don't have to be bad things, right? It's, it's, It's like Martha, right? Maybe they could have just had, you know, takeout that night and then they could have all just spent time with Jesus, right? Maybe we sometimes we work so hard to make things so perfect that we we spend our time doing and, and less time being with him. So what are those things that may be good things that we can cut back on? Or maybe maybe just change the priority of those things so we can be with Jesus. So we're going to give you some time. This is the the chance to to text to that number. What are some things that that you're going to cut back on? What are some things that you are going to give up? Some things that you aren't going to do this year so so that you can spend time with Jesus? What are you going to do less of this year? So I want to invite you just to to think about that. To wrestle with that question. and, And if you have ideas... Text them in, and and maybe as you text, maybe as you see some of those things shared on the screen, maybe that will inspire you to to some ideas that you can do. And again, don't just stop here tonight, but then take these ideas and and share them with people who can hold you accountable, people who can encourage you along the way. Just like any resolution when we're trying to change things, we can normally start great for a couple days, and then things get hard. And if we don't have people around us supporting us, encouraging us, pushing us along, then then things fall by the wayside. So I'm just going to I'm going to walk over to the side of the stage and just give you some time. There'll be some music playing. You can just wrestle with that question and then share some of those ideas. So the, those are good things. There's some that, as I'm looking at the list, some, there's obviously some things I would like more of, right? Especially the sleep one. Is that still up there? Yeah, I'd like more sleep. But but the the focus again is is what are the things that? We, it's not just getting rid of things, but it's what's the purpose? That we want less of these things so that we can spend more time with Jesus. Right? Don't don't miss. This amazing truth that we cling to. Now the God of the entire universe wants to be with you for eternity. That He wants us to be with him. And that's, that's the crazy thing. As, as great as when you read through Revelation, you read about heaven and all the, the crazy things about what heaven is like. The, the, the highlight of it has to be is that God will be there with us. That we will see him, that we will know him, we will be with him. And remember, too, that we're not just talking about heaven. That, that that this pursuit of us that God has been on, that he's been chasing after us, that it starts now. That he wants us to be with him now, to spend time with him, to walk with him today, this week, this year. And that has to be our focus, right? And and we need to keep reminding each other that because, uh, like we always do, we'll quickly make it about the things that we're Doing or not doing and not have it rest on just being with Jesus. And so we need one another to do that. And as we think about uh there's a great, you know, a lot of times I've wrestled with this and said, well, that's great. Jesus wants me to be with him. All right, and I can even get rid of things that get in the way. All right? For me, it's ESPN before I spend time with Jesus, right? I'm always checking score. I I need to spend less time doing that, more time with Jesus. Right. But so what does that look like? Practically, what does it look like for me to be with Jesus? How do I spend time with him? And really, that's what we've been talking about with the more and more and more series for the past month. That's what Pastor Matt was hitting on when he talked about the five things that we can be doing to spend time with Jesus. And we're spending time reading his word. Right. Whether it's just listening to the Bible as you're driving to work. You're driving in the car, whether it's spending time to read through His Word, or whether it's a Bible app or some devotional. There's there's tons of tools for you, and, and we want to try to continue to help you do that and help one another do that. That we spend time with Him in His Word. And so, in, on the bulletin there, you've got on the back there's there's a little toolbox for you, and we've highlighted some different things on the church app. You can you can watch. The, the sermons, you can, there's a, a ton of resource and it has a link to the Bible app, right? And there, there's different reading plans that you can do, whether it's things that, you know, whether it's a, a commitment to daily read the Bible, read through the Bible in a year, or whether it's, I'm going to just read through a book of the Bible, or I'm going to read through some topical thing in the Bible, there, there's a ton of plans, I would encourage you to Maybe even tonight, look at that and maybe pick out some plans, some things that that will help hold you accountable to spending time with Jesus in His Word. There's also, uh, we often have the the Our Daily Bread devotionals out in the lobby. You can also get those online. You can get them emailed to you or texted to you. Um, Different tools to help you spend time daily in God's Word. And so find the tools, look through the different tools, find a tool that works for you to spend time in his word and spend time in prayer. Take time to to talk with God. God wants to hear from us, he wants us to talk with him, so spend time praying. And that can be a hard thing at first, it it feels weird at first, but, but just spend time praying and spend time with his people. We've got group link coming up in a couple weeks. We encourage you to get connected with a small group of people and and other people who are in the same journeys. We're chasing after Jesus. We're seeking to know Jesus. We're seeking to spend time with Jesus. So surround yourself with people who are on the same focus, who can encourage you, who can challenge you, who can lift you up. Find what works for you as you pursue Christ and seek to spend time with him in this next year. As we close tonight, uh, I I love how Paul, in in his letter to the Ephesians, he's he's writing to them and he writes to them about this truth, that God wants to be with them, that that he made us who were far away from him because of what Jesus did on the cross, he's brought us near. And and it's great because in the middle of this letter, in chapter 3, Paul just kind of breaks down, breaks out into a prayer for the for the people in the church of Ephesus. And I think it's a prayer that he has for us as well. And so as we close tonight, I just want to invite you to stand and as we pray and close, I'm just going to read this this prayer of Paul from Ephesians chapter 3. Would you pray with me? When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and I pray to the Father, the Creator of everything in heaven and earth. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Jesus, our prayer is that. As we seek to, to know you as we seek to be with you God that you would just uh, you would indwell your people that you would make yourself known to us as we chase after you and may may knowing you be the, the desire of our heart Jesus we ask this in your name amen